Welcome to the Good News Mama podcast, a place to get in touch with other mamas, share the load, and know the Lord. Here we aim to lift each other up in the good news of Jesus and the laughter that comes with motherhood. We are a community of mamas just trying to keep the main thing the main thing. I'm your host, Lynn Carter, and each time you tune in, I pray you are encouraged and that you leave challenged and breathe a sigh of relief that you are understood. We were not meant to do life alone, Mama. Thanks for joining in. Let's do this and let's share the good news. Hey, Mamas. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to another episode of the Good News Mama podcast. This episode is about the power of a right relationship with God and what that looks like and how do you have that. And um, I want to just give a brief intro into the month. This is March and it's going to look a lot about relationships. I'm excited to bring on a couple of amazing guests, and I've just dubbed kind of the month of March as um, a theme revolving around relationships because it's springtime, and I like to think of newness and life returning to the earth and just preparing for Easter, basically, and celebrating new life through a relationship with Christ. Um, Basically, next week, I'm going to talk to Wendy Snyder from the Fresh Start Family Show. She is a positive parenting expert, and I'm actually having an expert and not just giving you guys advice on what's worked for me from the different resources that I've found um, with different parenting styles on my own. So she's coming on the podcast, and then after her, I'll be having Caitlin Zick of Moral Revolution. And I am so excited to have her as well because we've never talked about sexual morality as it relates to parenting and what God has designed for us. And Moral Revolution is basically a a nonprofit organization, and it's a team of passionate people. They're promoting God's original design for sexuality. So she's going to dive deep into sexual relationships, how to have the talk with your kids, and other taboo topics that parents are often ill-prepared for, and they just are left wondering, you know, what did my child really take away from what I was trying to say? So... That's exciting, and that's coming up for us. But back to today's topic, the power of right relationship and what that looks like for us in Christ. And so this is such an important topic leading up to Easter, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. Um, You may have listened to The Romans Road back when I first started the podcast last year. If you've not read the book of Romans, I strongly urge you to read that book. It is so empowering um, just to know what we have in Christ. And... um, just talking about it today as we're leading up to Easter, I want to kind of get our hearts and minds on this idea of what does it mean to be in a right relationship with God, okay? So when I say right relationship, what am I talking about, okay? Well, I want to touch on a number of things, but first let's start with the maybe or maybe not so obvious, okay? So to be in a right relationship with God, it means to be at peace with God, okay? And this is through justification by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, okay? Ephesians chapter 2 talks about this. Romans 3.23, it is a gift for everyone who believes, okay? Side note again, please read Romans. It's in the New Testament. It's after the Gospels. So you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, then the book of Acts, and then Romans, okay? So what does that mean? Okay, by grace through faith, It means we could never earn it, okay? It means no amount of trying, crying, or dying for the gospel will earn you eternal life, okay? It is righteousness by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone, okay? So many people use the argument, I'm not a bad person, okay? So they don't think they need Jesus. They think, well, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not a bad person. I live my life, you know, according to a high standard. I have morals. I 
I really, I don't treat people badly. I give money away when people are in need. You know, they think about all these things that they've done, thinking that that's going to earn them some credit in God's eyes. Okay, the Bible is very clear that our righteousness is like filthy rags. Okay, what we've tried to do on our own does not meet the bar. Okay, the only person that did was Jesus. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit more. Okay, so even with the, the laws and even with talking about being a good person, the Bible says that if you've broken just one law, then you're guilty of breaking all of it. Okay, in James 2.10, it says that. So that means we are all guilty, okay? And we all need forgiveness. The Bible says there is no one righteous, not one, okay? And so that forgiveness and that righteousness comes through the blood of Jesus, okay? If you're a Christian, you need to know this, okay? Take the time to sit down and listen to this. Listen to it a few times, but you need to know what I'm talking about today. It's so important to your faith. It's like the crux of Christianity is where we stand with Christ and what Christ did for us. It is who we are and what we're called to be and live for Christ. So not only are we to be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks us for the reason that we have, for the hope that we have, it says that in 1 Peter 3.15, you know, and to do this with gentleness and respect, but we need to be able to teach our children, okay? And we, there comes a time in your child's life where the faith that you've taught them needs to turn into their own faith. It's not just because mom and daddy said so. You know, I had a friend in college, and just this made me think of it. She could not answer some of the questions about her faith because she would have to go ask her mother or her grandmother, but she didn't know to turn to the word. Okay. And that's what I really want to try to give you an episode and a lesson today that that really is steeped in scripture and teaches you. Okay, so I just pray that God will be heard in this message and that the Spirit would just move you and open your eyes to His truth. Okay, so our very identity comes down to who we are as Christ followers and what we believe. Okay, and that is the unshakable. Okay, that's what it means when you build your life on the rock. Okay, you've heard that song when we're younger. Um, the foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand and the rains came tumbling down. And basically the rains came down, the floods came up and the house on the sand it was destroyed, but the house on the rock stood fast and the rock being Jesus Christ. Okay. So when it's talking about the storms of life come to take you out, they won't take you out if you're standing on Christ because he is the unshakable. Okay. He is the rock and it's nothing of yourself. It's all based on the finished work of Christ on the cross. Okay. So what does that mean in our day to day? Okay. It's not just having confidence and authority and power based on the word of God, but it means we can have fellowship with God, like an ongoing love relationship that we're not striving to meet expectations, but are beautifully available and present to love and be loved in return. Okay, so, so many Christians today don't even look at their relationship with Christ like that. They look at it as, um, like they're not measuring up, they're not doing enough, they don't feel worthy, when in reality, he makes us worthy. Okay, and so, it means the pressure's off. Like for once, we don't have to get out of that dang checklist, okay? I'll say it again for every mama that lives or dies according to the checklist. The power of right relationship with God is in the finished work of Jesus Christ as a blameless sin offering. He lived a holy and perfect life. He died on the cross and was raised again on the third day, defeating death and the hold of sin forever, okay? I got my boys a book and it's called The Garden, The Curtain, and The Cross. And I'll link it in the show notes, but... 
Can you imagine what that book is like? Okay, it's a children's book, but it encapsulates the events of the Bible from beginning to end and shows the purpose of what and why Christ came to die for us. So many Christians know the garden, okay, like the beginning in Genesis. And I kind of had to laugh thinking about this because growing up in church, uh, I can think of us all the kids sitting on the front pew of the church and they would ask us, did anybody memorize a scripture verse? And if you forgot to memorize a verse that was new that week, everybody would stand up and say Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1-1. And it was kind of our go-to verse because we were saying the word and we had memorized it, but we might not have had a new verse that week. But but I just laugh thinking about that because it's so basic and it's in the beginning and some people don't even know it or believe it. Okay, so the beginning of that book is talking about the garden. And we also know the cross and that Jesus died for us. And we taught that in Sunday school and in church. But what about the curtain? Okay, a lot of people don't know what that means. So the garden, the curtain, and the cross. Well, the curtain or the veil, as the Bible refers to it, is what separated men from God's presence in the Holy of Holies. Okay, when we say the word curtain, we tend to think of like a sheet. This was not a sheet. You know, some of the resources that I found said it was nine centimeters wide. That's like between three and four inches. So you're talking like a thick, like curtain wall, basically. Okay. And it was there because it, it separated God from us because we couldn't be where God was because of our sin. Okay. So God was in the Holy of Holies, and that's where. The chief priest at the time was, which was a descendant of Aaron, you know, he would come in one day of the year on the Day of Atonement and he could enter the Holy of Holies and present an, a sacrifice for the people. Okay, another way of describing, you know, that so that curtain represented that separation because of our sin. But the Bible talks about how Jesus, um, he's the bridge to God. Okay, and it also it talks about more of. Um, this curtain and this veil, if you will, it tore in two. That's that's the significance of it. When, when Jesus died, it literally tore in two from top to bottom, symbolizing that we have direct access to God now through Christ's sacrifice. So that, to me, I just love any song, any worship song that talks about He tore the veil. That is what that's talking about. And that, I chills talking about it right now because that symbolizes so much to me as a believer, and it should to you too as a believer, because where we were incapable of going to God and meeting with Him because of our shortcomings, He came to us as Christ in the form of a baby and lived a perfect life and died a death that we could not die, that would have amounted to a hill of beans, but because He died and was rose from the dead, He defeated death, and that curtain tore from top to bottom, right, as He died, and it said the ground shook, and you know, the Bible talks about this, um, but when we we realize like oh my gosh this we have direct access you know I had another episode I mentioned how um, they were the psalmist was talking about you know when can I go and meet with God you know the, the psalmist was oppressed and he couldn't physically get to the temple and he wanted to go and meet with God but we as the temple of God having the Holy Spirit inside of us have access to God any time anytime we don't have to go anywhere we have access to God because he lives inside of us and and so I just wanted to um, to put it that way and to, to try to help you see, you know, I remember in Fellowship of Christian Athletes in high school and different retreats that I went on, there was always this picture, like youth group analogy of like people on one side, 
of, of a cliff and then this huge chasm and then God on the other side of another cliff. And it was completely, we were separated from God. But then Jesus is the bridge in between and had the cross and a bridge in between from God to the people and the people to God. And so that's, that's essentially what God did by sending Jesus and Jesus dying on the cross that he created a way back to God for us to, to have that right relationship with him. And it's because when God looks at us, he sees us covered in the blood of Jesus. He doesn't see us in our sin and our guilt, which is there because we're human and we have that sinful nature and because of what happened in the garden. Okay, so there's, again, with that book, The Garden, where it all started when everything was perfect and then we sinned. And then leads to the, the curtain and the cross talking about what Jesus did for us and how he tore that curtain, he tore that veil in two. And so how beautiful is that good news, right? And you know, the Bible is very clear that one day all, not some, all will acknowledge Jesus as Lord, whether willingly or not. Philippians 2.10 talks about that. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so that is beautiful news. When you have that relationship as first and foremost in your life, you can truly live, okay? Next week, we'll get into more of what true life in Christ looks like and more so in other relationships that we have. But I hope you'll re-listen to this episode and just share with a friend. And I just pray that God would empower you with His truth and His Word. You know, I have spent a lot of time outlining these episodes and pouring through Scripture and trying to bring it to you in a way that makes sense and a way that, you know, gives you a message that you can take a hold of and that God would just speak to you through it. And I learned so much through this, but you know, it means nothing if you don't ask God to change your heart with it. And so I just, I pray for you right now that that's exactly what God will be doing. That he'll be just pricking your interest and, and pricking your heart and wanting you to, to, to have more of an appetite and a, a knowledge for him. And um, I just want to pray for you now. You know, if you know somebody that would benefit from this, please share it with them. So many, so many mamas are struggling right now. And we just, we don't even know it. We're not even talking to each other and, and saying the truth because we don't want to look weak. You know, we don't want to look defeated. And the truth is that we're all in this together. Okay, we are all, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, every one of us. But when we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we've built our life on Him as our firm foundation, nothing can shake us. Okay. So I just pray that God would empower you with this truth. And I just want to pray with you before we end today. God, thank you so much for your word. I thank you that your truth will stand and last no matter what I say, the words that I have, if they fall away, God, your word has declared that it will stand forever. It says that the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. And I just thank you for that. I thank you that you are the truth, that in the Bible you talk about in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and that was you, Jesus. And I thank you that we can know you intimately and we can be in right relationship with God because of what you did for us. And so I just pray that that reality and that truth would just sink into our hearts and just change it as it just spreads throughout our lives and the the lives of the people that we meet, that they would see your light shining on us and they would want that for themselves. They would want to know how can everything that is so seemingly wrong in this world seem okay with us because we know where our future lies. We know that it's in your hands and that you've done what we couldn't do. God, I just thank you because you have all the answers when we don't. Your word has answers in it. Sometimes we don't understand it, God. Sometimes the blinders are on and we don't see, but we just pray now for eyes of faith that you'd help us to see clearly and help us to seek you wholeheartedly and um, just to love you with everlasting love, God. I thank you so much and I lift all this up to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Good News Mama. If you did, please leave me a review on iTunes. A five-star review is best. And hit subscribe. Share with your friends on Instagram and Facebook. Please email me at lynn at goodnewsmama.com. You know I love questions. I love feedback. I want to know what you want to know. We're going to talk about what means something to you. So let's hear it. Follow me on Instagram at goodnewsmamas. That's mamas with an S. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Keep your head up. Keep your heart humble. And share that good news.